We yeah, still there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That old black magic has me in itself. That old black magic that you weave so well. Those icy fingers up and down my spine. The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine. The same old tingle that I feel in. Peace and greetings. Welcome tonight to Everyday Magic. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. I'm so excited. We have some wonderful guest speakers on here that we're really going to learn from, get educated about a couple of things. And to a lot of, a lot of you who call in regularly, I know you're really going to be excited about this because there's something wonderful that we have that's going to be getting discussed tonight. So anyway, let me move on because, you know, we usually, even though we have two hours, we end up running out of time because things get so excited. Um, I want to introduce Priestess Queen Oset Haru, um, who's going to be educating us on something tonight. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Sure. Hello, everybody, and good evening. Tonight, um, I want to say that um, I am Priestess Oset Haru. I am a priestess of my heart, and um, I live and work out of Philadelphia. So one of the things that I do, besides from doing uh, readings and uh, helping people with priestess consultation, um, things along those lines, doing spells for people, uh, teaching classes on magic, but one of the things that I do a lot of is I sell yoni eggs. And I'm one of the few people I know in Philadelphia that has them, but they're starting to catch on in the United States, so people are starting to carry them. And the yoni egg is... The yoni is a Sanskrit word for sacred space. So most of our ancient cultures knew that the womb and the whole, you know, vaginal area was a sacred space because, of course, creation takes place in it. So the yoni egg is a egg for the yoni, for your sacred space. So it goes inside of your body through your vaginal canal. And... These eggs are incredible. Uh, like I said before, they've been using these eggs in China and Asia for thousands of years. But the United States picks up on things always, you know, 20,000 years later. Like we just got yoga in the 1960s, and they've been doing yoga since ancient Egypt. So um, we're just now getting these, you know. So these are really, really incredible. First of all, yoni eggs have more than one um thing that they help with. They help with physical things. They help with spiritual things, emotional. They have a number of different things that they can help your body with. Firstly, what it is, I'll, I'll explain to you, that the original yoni eggs were made out of jade. And over time, what has happened is we found that we can make them with other crystals. So anybody who has a, a good relationship with working with crystals or really likes crystals will really do well with the yoni egg. And what happens is is that they make different yoni eggs out of different crystals. So whatever is going on with your body, whatever is going on with your spirit, whatever is going on with your um, your, your emotions, your life even, uh, there's a crystal that can help you or several crystals that can help you with it. So what happens is, is that women, we buy a 
yoni egg, and we start to work on whatever it is that we need to work on, so on a spiritual level, a physical level. So it just depends on what it is that's going on inside of you. Um, typically, it depends. Um, yoni eggs start at a large size, and they go all the way down to small. And most women start, the average woman starts at a medium, and you work your way down. Now, the idea is, is number one, when I said it has physical properties, it has physical um, things it does for your body, the physical part is that it strengthens your pelvic floor. So a lot of us, we end up with incontinence late in life because our pelvic floor is weak. Or we have a lot of children, um, which is something else that can make the pelvic floor kind of weak. So what ends up happening is, is that it helps to strengthen that muscle because of the weight of it if a woman does Kegels to um, to strengthen that particular muscle. So there's all kinds of physical things. It also it helps with the flow of sexual organs, which can help with the flow of lubrication. Um, a lot of us, as we get older, have problems with sensitivity in there, especially when it comes to lubrication, and it also helps to keep the reproductive organs healthy in general. Um, I found it to be very interesting that women from other countries don't get um, reproductive issues as frequently as American women do. And one of the right. reasons is because they do different things. They do different, you know, yoni eggs or herbs or steaming, or they do different things to it to keep it healthy. And we're just now realizing that, hey, your yoni is sacred and you need to do things to it to take care of it. So, like I said, there's the physical benefits from it. Likewise, um, one of the things that makes it very popular, especially in Thailand, is that your vagina can begin to be very um, flexible, very mobile. They have an actual show where women have trained using yoni eggs, they've trained themselves to be able to squat over a golf ball, pick the golf ball up, and shoot it across the room with the yoni. It's an actual show that they do in Thailand. So this goes to show you how the yoni can become very um, pleasurable, <laughs> as oh far as God. your male partner, yeah, to say the least, as far as your male partners are concerned, um, even your female partners, if that's the case, um, can get enjoyment out of such a, you know, um, flexible, um, movable yoni. So um, that's another thing that is a lot of women, they like the, the sexual aspect of it as well. And then, of course, there's the, the most important to me is the spiritual aspect of it because whatever you're working on spiritually, they have an egg to help you with it. So, like, for instance, I have a lapis yoni egg, and I use that one to open up my third eye before I'm working on clients. I have a moonstone. I use that for a similar purpose, you know. So it depends upon what you're working on and what you need it for. There's a yoni egg for it. I have about 25 of them at this point, and they're all for something different. I have a beautiful citrine that I just got recently. That's the one that helps you with prosperity and, you know, drawing money towards you. So basically whatever it is you have going on in your life as a female, they have a yoni egg that you can work with and create, manifest, that type of thing towards you. So that is the yoni egg. Um, they've been, they become, they're becoming very popular. I saw a lot of these. And the difference, I want to tell you the difference in, like, um, how yoni eggs are priced. Yoni eggs 
are basically priced based upon what has been done to them. If you just get a regular egg, like a piece of crystal that has been made into an egg, no instructions, no blessings, no cleansing, no charging, nothing along those lines, those are the ones you're going to find on the cheaper end. Now, those are okay to use, but you have to do all of the processes to it before you start using it. Because a lot of women tell me, you know, yeah, I bought one on, on so-and-so for so-and-so, and I got it home, and my yoni was spitting it out. It wouldn't hold it in. That's because you didn't cleanse it, you didn't charge it, you didn't, you didn't prepare it. It has to be prepared before it's put into the yoni. And a lot of women, you know, have told me they've had problems with that. So you have to either figure out or know how to do that or ask somebody or talk with somebody to tell you how to do that, or you need to buy them from somebody who does the process before they mail them out, like with mine, my eggs, yes, yes, I I do the whole process before I mail them out. They're cleansed, they're blessed, they're charged. Um, Some people would say, one of my clients was like, she's like, you fuss over them. I do, (laughs) I definitely do. I put energy into them, and I put them into a bag that has herbs and crystals at the bottom of it that's going to keep the egg from getting anything, you know, um, negative attached to it. So it's going to be, you know, cleansed and it's going to be clear as you keep it in a little bag and allow it to, you know, to stay that way in between not using it. Um, and let me see. Uh, also with my service I offer is Yoni Consultation because one of the other things that happens is let's say you get a beautiful egg, you know how to, you know, use it, you're happy with your egg, and then you start to use it. You have nobody to talk to about what is happening to your body, and things are going to start happening with your body immediately. And you can't call your grandma in most cases or, you know, your best friend in most cases and say, well, what's going on? My body won't release the egg. Or what's going on? Um, I skipped the period or it's a day shorter. Like you need to be able to kind of talk to somebody about these things. I call that yoni consultation. So people can call me and say, hey, what is going on? And I can talk them through using it as they are getting used to being able to use it. That has become a very important service to many of my clients. I just want to say, I want to let everyone know that all the lines are open right now. So at some point, respectfully, you can chime in and ask a question uh, when the goddess is done. Um, I also want to ask you to turn down your computer so that we don't get any echoes or background noises because I really don't don't like having everybody on mute and just, you know, unmuting someone one at a time. I feel like it interrupts the flow of energy. So I like to keep all the lines open. So, again, I ask you to mute your computer so that we don't have the echo and the background noise. And I know that a lot of you are multitasking while you're listening to the show tonight. Um, believe me, we can hear it. So if you're doing dishes or even if the fork is clinking on a plate, we can hear you. So you can mute yourself, actually, and then just take yourself off when you know, you think you're free and clear of the background noise. I also want to say to you that the goddess that's speaking to us tonight, I've never met her in person. However, I feel as a practitioner and a spiritualist that I am familiar with her. We have corresponded um, via the Internet for some time, um, Mm -hmm. and I feel very comfortable in bringing her on this evening. 
and letting her share with you the multitude of things that she does. As practitioners, it's not about this is my forum and I'm trying to pick a sales. This is about us networking and helping and being available to each other and anyone who is out there seeking knowledge and wisdom on these type of metaphysical, spiritual objects and topics. So I know there are some of you that are thinking, you know, so who am I dealing with here? You're going to be dealing with many different priestesses on this show as time, you know, goes on and you become more comfortable and familiar. With that said, I'm going to turn this back over uh, to the priestess. Um, and I also ask that at some point, because it, like you said, it's not just Shoni Edge. You do readings, you do spiritual consultations, healings, cleansings, and you also have a line of oils. So at some yes. point, if mm-hmm. you can just make that information available. So everyone tonight, so far that I know of, you have this priestess, you have myself. There's another goddess, Queen Mother Ears. She's going to be on. She has products. You're going to have things to choose from when you leave this show tonight. So you pick what you're comfortable with, speak to your spirit, and you go from there. Okay? You don't, you, you don't owe anyone any loyalty. It's about your spirit and what you feel good with. So you listen tonight, and you pick up and vibe with what you can, and you walk away knowing that you have options. Yes, you have power that you're gifted with, and you have an affinity to do certain things, but I spoke on this before on the show. Um, I can be a brain surgeon, but I'm not a heart surgeon, so I may turn to a heart surgeon. As spiritual practitioners, we look to each other as well as ourselves for different services. So you keep this in mind, everyone that's listening. It's not about loyalty here. We're loyal to the greater good of of our spirit and our unity. So with that said, I'm going to turn it back over to the sister, and she'll finish telling you about the different things that, you know, uh, she has and how they work and what she offers and how you can reach her. Okay. Um. Let me see. So that was pretty much the basic, the the bulk of it. There's also a lot of people ask me, like, for instance, how long or how often should they wear the egg? I wear my egg 75% of the month. The the yoni does need to breathe, so I do give it time to breathe. And, of course, when your cycle isn't on, you shouldn't wear um, your egg. Uh, let me see. And let me see. What else should I tell you about the eggs? I guess that's pretty much it. I think I've covered mostly everything about the eggs. And you asked me to give you a little bit about my personal business. Um, I am on the Internet as Queen Offset Haru. And um, basically I am a priestess and I do a number of different services. I have an enchanted oil line. The Enchanted Oil line is different things that people can use. Um, I have Raphael's, for instance, Raphael's Healing Oil, which is for people who get colds, flus, viruses, things along those lines. So you put it in a 
bathtub or rubbing on yourself and it opens you up and allows you to get relief in that kind of way. If used quickly enough, it can even help somebody um, who's trying to get a cold, keep the cold from coming on. And I have one for love. I have one for emotional healing. I have one for protection. So that's one of the things that I did. And the, the way that they came about was me making them for myself. <laughs> and then over time, I was like, ooh, this is very interesting. And then people started commenting on the sense that I ended up um, full-fledged selling them as a whole, you know, oils line. And um, I also, I do a lot of readings. The, the bulk of my work actually is doing readings for people. And the thing about it is is that I don't really... I'm different. I guess a lot of people have seen, those of you who don't aren't familiar with seeing a reading, you might be like, well, what is a reading? A reading is is different and different to different people. What they're saying is different. When I talk about doing a reading, I'm talking about helping somebody by using the tarot cards, typically, or oracle cards. And basically what I do is I, I draw in their energy and I see what's going on with them. And I help them to figure out, you know, how to change things or what's getting ready to happen or what has happened in the past that is contributing to it. My readings are very long. They're about 90 minutes long. And basically it's like, a, it's like a life reading. I'm talking about every aspect of their life, their love life, their finances, what needs to be healed. And we, take, we touch everything. And most of my clients are regular clients. So I work with them once a month, twice a month. And so people typically see me as like more of a tarot counselor. I use the cards to help me be able to explain to them how to basically heal themselves, how to heal their life. And um, that's the bulk of the work that I do. And it's a wonderful work. It's wonderful. Uh, a lot of people come to me who basically just want to be healed. They they don't understand what to do. They've been doing some things that haven't worked or they don't know what's wrong. I get a lot of people who come to me and just tell me, I don't know what's wrong. I don't, I don't feel right. And then we're able to explore. And the thing about it is, is that I'm using the tarot cards. So it's not like I'm just using my mind and listening to them talk to me and giving them my opinion. I'm asking spirit, what's going on with this sister? What does this sister need? How can, you know, what, what tools can she use? And then I work with the angels. I work with the um, the Egyptian um, ancestors, my own ancestors, and they give me answers. They tell me what will help the person and how to help them heal. So that's the bulk of the work that I do. And then I also do a lot of spells for people. I do a lot of conjuring for people. On the full moon, I am, like, up to my ears in spells that I have to cast for people. Like, I didn't notice that when I first got started. I was like, wow, this has really picked up. Okay. So I spend the bulk of the full moon casting spells. Like, that whole couple of days, that's pretty much all that I'm doing. And I do amulets for people. Amulets are um, basically um, they're pendants that I put incantations on. And typically it's for love or it's a protection or something along those lines. And um, it's beautiful jewelry. Typically I buy them um, from somebody that makes wire-wrapped jewelry. I have a couple of different people that I buy them from. And I also get wire-wrapped rings for people who don't like to wear pendants. And I take it and I enchant it. And it's typically a stone that goes along with whatever it is they're working on. Like if they come to me for a love amulet, I'll typically use a rhodonite pendant or a um, rose quartz pendant, and I'll put an incantation on it to draw them true love. And all they have to do is wear it. 
So it's kind of cool, too, because the incantation is on the jewelry itself. So once they have whatever they're trying to get, they can actually pass it down as an heirloom to, you know, family or their loved ones or whatever. So I do a lot of those. Um, can I, can I, I also have a question? question for you. Can I have a Yes, go ahead. Oh, hey, Nancy, sure. how are you? I'm fine, Nadir. I'm glad to be on and listening to all this great stuff. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, I, I'm sorry, what's your name again? I'm Queen Osset Haru. Osset Haru? Osset Haru. You can just call me Queen. That's what everybody calls me. All right. Queen Osset Okay, no, I was, you were saying that when the moon comes down, when we get the full moon, that you, are doing a, you do a lot of spells. So, yes. you know, I know that there may be people on the line that maybe don't know, you know, what this spell stuff is, if it's, you know, um, bad or, or what. Um, can you give more? Uh, can you expand on that? Well, spell casting, let's see. Um, spells are, from my understanding of looking at different things and working with different things over the years, spells to me can closely be associated with very concentrated prayers. But there's so much that goes into it because you have to correspond everything for a spell. You've got to do the right moon phase. You have to use the right herb. Everything corresponds. And when you're basically casting your spell, you're casting out your, your will, basically. You're asking, you're trying to create, I shouldn't say asking, you're creating a vibration, a ripple effect through the universe. And if you're really on top of what you're doing, if you've done it at the right time as far as the moon, where the moon is, if you've used the right herbs, if you use the right intention, the right strength, then you're able to, in a lot of cases, change the vibration towards you of your will. And it's not a negative thing. Um, what is negative is the will of the person. A negative person mm-hmm. will do negative things. It, it's up to you right. what your vibration is. You can do a spell to heal yourself or to heal another person. You can do a spell to draw your soulmate towards you. You can do a spell to keep you protected. Spell work doesn't have to be, you know, negative things, but there are people that do negative spells. I'm not one of those people. And that's, I'm what a they lot call, of that is based on... Um, I'm sorry, a lot of that is based on one's interpretation or whatever form of indoctrination that they have embraced. You So, you know, yeah. depending on your background, spell work in itself, not even this actual spell, there are certain uh, dogmas that teach that doing spell work is negative or evil yes. or wicked. Mm-hmm. So it's really That's- up to the individual it's yes. up to the individual and where they want to take it. Evil comes from within. And it first yes. it starts within and then it's projected. So mm-hmm. know that. Because the mm-hmm. universe itself does not deal with evil and good. There's no such thing in the universe. We bring that type of stuff to the table. There's cause and effect. So above, so below. You know, um, scientifically you have your polaric shift, things of that nature. How one interprets it is that's really their baggage that they bring to the table. So some look at a hurricane as negative, right? Then you have mm-hmm. others that will say, yeah, but it's helping to clear the land and it's doing this and it's purifying. It's all about interpretation. Spell work in itself is not evil. It can't be. It's almost like an inanimate object. It starts off a certain way, but what you infuse it with, now yes. that will determine the nature 
of your work. So to answer your question, Nancy, along with the queen, um, it all depends on you. Who are you yes. and what are you bringing to the table? Right. No, I just wanted work? clarity for, yes. for anyone who else is listening who's new to the show because I invited a couple of people on the show. Oh, oh cool. okay, great. Cool. So, welcome. Welcome. That's wonderful. Yes, That's why I want know you to that. expand on it. It is your nature and it is your spirit and your intent that determines whether or not what you're doing will yield positive or negative results. Yes. Know that. Now, I'm yes. not saying to recklessly engage in, ma- in magic. You shouldn't just open up a book and decide you're going to say this incantation and do this ritual. You need to have some type of knowledge about that, knowledge about your material, your energy. Like the queen said, what moon phase are you in? You can be doing a spell to draw something on a waning moon, and waning is for dispelling or getting rid of things. Yes. Yes. So, so you mm-hmm. have to educate yourself. You have to know you can't mm-hmm. come into this reckless, and you have to have a healthy respect for the craft because it really leaves no room for nonsense. In my opinion, only two types of people deal with magic, and it's the fool <laughs> or, or the wise man, either or. Mm-hmm. But there's really no in-between, and unfortunately, more fools than wise people engage in it because they don't have a respect and a knowledge and a discernment for the craft itself. Yes. You know, so yes. you have to know these things. There are different methods. There's different rituals and procedures and different things that people use. But ultimately, if you're coming into it with the intent to do harm, to yourself or someone else, if mm-hmm. you're coming in with a with a, a, a malice in your heart, if you're co- coming into it with a covetous spirit and things of those nature, usually things are not going to turn out well for you. Right. You well, know, thank for you those for that are listening. explaining that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to go back to the sister because we also want to know how you mm-hmm. can reach her if you want oh, to engage um, in yeah. any of these different, and not only that, since I wanted to ask you this, you also, I remember at one time you were offering a course where you taught people yes, how I to do. use the tarot. Do you still do that? Yes. Um, I do private classes. I have a number of students, and I do all private classes. So basically what happens is they schedule a time slot with me, and I teach them a private class. And it depends on what they want to learn. I have one student right now. I'm teaching her. Basically, she wants to initiate to be a priestess of Ma'at. So I'm teaching her, you know, everything that she's going to need to know and understand to be able to do that, which is a lot of stuff, even before coming into the initiation process. So that's her classes. They're especially made for what the person wants to learn. I have another um, student. She's learning all about crystals. She wants me to teach her about the different crystals and which ones do what and, you know, how to make things out of them how to make elixirs and, you know, different things like that. So that's her class. So basically they're private classes that are 
catered to the, the student themselves. I do it on Skype or I do it on the telephone. I also have a couple of students who I'm teaching how to read Tarot. So I'm teaching them how to read and I'm teaching them, um, you know, it starts off with the very basics in the beginning of what deck to get and um, how to treat your deck with respect and how to bond with the things along those lines. And the classes usually are an hour long and they just, you know, they set up with me an hour long class. So if anybody wants to get in touch with me, you can find me on Facebook under Queen Offset Haru, or you can call me directly. Uh, my business line is 215-681-7751. Um, the products that I offer, I sell them on Etsy under Queen Offset Haru. So if you need me to help you get some products. Sure. Queen Offset Haru. Offset is A U. S-E-T, Haru, H-E-R-U. So um, if anybody's interested, that's how you can get in touch with me. And I do the classes. The classes are wonderful because, like I said before, a lot of people, they really want to learn different things, but it's hard for them to, like, you know, catch up with a class at a certain time when it's offered. So this way it's basically around your schedule. And everything with me is based on my client's schedule. So I've had to do readings at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, I had a, you know, it just depends on what their scheduling is. So I have a tendency to, I like to try to cater to my client as best that I can and um, make it easy for them to get the knowledge and get the help that they need. So um, that's one of, the, one of the other things that I do is I do the private classes. So basically those are the things it's, that I it's offer. It's almost like we're on call healers to a degree. <laughs> yes. You, you yes. have certain uh, spiritualists yes. that run, run their lives or, shall we say, their practice as just a form of business. I want to mm. say to everyone, and, and Queen Osset is just an example, you want to look. Yeah for a spiritual practitioner that has more of a personable approach to the situation. You don't want to just be a dollar. You don't want to just yes, be a yes. client. You want yes. someone that takes into consideration your needs, your overall balanced needs. And we're going to be getting to that later on in the show as far as being balanced um, yes. in your spirituality and your practice and even those with whom you deal with, you're going to run into practitioners that do things differently. So like with most things, you look for what speaks to your spirit, what speaks to your schedule, what speaks to your pocket. It's about balancing everything out. And there's someone for everyone. There is no reason. One of the reasons I'm doing a show like this tonight is because I want you all to know there is no reason in this day and time for you to walk around without guidance, whether it be internal or external. There's no reason anymore for you to be um, just wandering or sort of adrift because you feel like there's no one you can reach out there to. It's bigger than us as individuals. We are trying to make a change and have a positive effect globally, right, which means that we have to network. We have to put ourselves out there, and along with not just putting ourselves out there, we have to bring our sisters and brothers with us who are also in the way of helping others. Okay, so I want you all to really, you know, just take a moment and think about that. It's it's bigger than ego. 
you know, this is something that is really powerful and it's important. And we have the queen here this evening where she's letting you know that she basically works with you. So if you have a crazy class schedule or work schedule, she works with you. The same for myself. I work with you. You know, you let me know what's good for you, and we go from there. You know, so now now mind you, and Queen, I know you can relate, this invite is not going out to the psychic vampires <laughs> who may be listening tonight thinking it's an open-ended invite <laughs> to be hitting us up, you know, all hours and manners of the morning. I'm just talking about, you know, you have to use um, common courtesy and, and things of that nature yeah. as well. You know, always apply common sense to your practical uh, decisions, you know, and that's but you know it's reality. That's what any... You know I'm what's interesting, to? sister? I, um, I actually have a couple clients who are psychic vampires, and I'm basically, that's why they're my client, because I'm trying to help them to stop. <laughs> because, you know what I'm saying? A psychic vampire is right. trying to feed. They're trying to feed. And the reason why they're trying to feed is because something's missing. They're a black hole inside of them. So basically they're constantly feeding because the hole never gets fulfilled. So what I teach them is how to fulfill the hole. And well, then I'm sure stop you discern it with vampire. that, too, because you can tell intent. Yes. You know, yes. I think we all can be maybe thought of in some form, shape, or color as needy on some level, you know, yeah. part of the human yeah. nature itself. But the intent mm-hmm. behind it, to your clients mm-hmm. are probably coming to you for that guidance and that help and yeah. healing as opposed yes. to the predator. Yes, you know, yes, exactly. There's a lot of predators out here, and their goal is to specifically drink, period. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll engage you in some form of contact and exchange, but in reality, they're not looking to uh, evolve mm-hmm. or desist with the negative type of behavior or whatever. Their specific goal is to feed. And to those mm-hmm. I'm talking to tonight, I'm letting you know we, we don't do that. And we know you, and that, we see yeah. you, and we smell you. It's not going to roll over here. Okay, we're yeah. seasoned in what we do. So, you know, enjoy the show, because I can pick a couple of you up right now. Enjoy the show. Hopefully your energy will be persuaded to change or decide to vibrate on a higher level, you know. And by the end of the show, you'll have ways that you can contact um, practitioners should you choose to be positive. Now, yeah, I want to yeah. ask, because like I said, all the lines are open. Is there anyone else that has a question? Oh, wait, we have some more. It's, it's growing so fast that I can't even keep up with opening these lines. So give me one second. Does okay. anyone else have any question that they would like to ask uh, Queen Orset Peru in regards to her services or um, Anything she might have spoken on this evening. Your line is open. Yes. Hello. I do. Okay, so we have a couple. Um, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't even know how to go about doing this. There's this is so many Ia. people on. I know. Oh, Queen Mother Ia, you're here. <laughs> yes, I've been listening. Oh, good. I've been listening, and I wanted to ask Queen Orsett 
uh, sure. how long she has been practicing the yoni, and um, how did she get started? Okay, the yoni, I've only been doing the yoni for about a year, and it's a very interesting way that I got started with it. I was not interested in the yoni egg at all. I saw it, and I was like, I do not need another crystal. I have a room full of crystals. I was totally not interested. And it just so happened that I walked over to the display. It was a friend. We were at this um, African fair, and a friend had them on her table. I walked over to the table, and I touched it. And when I touched it, it kind of sucked to my hand. Mm. And I was like, whoa, I need to get this. I was totally uninterested before that, and I bought it, and I bought it, and I went home, and I had asked her a number of questions while I was standing there about how to use it, how to cleanse it, blah, 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 and I went home with it, and I put it in, and I fell in love with them. I just absolutely fell in love with them. They just... I, the first one I had, I had, a, I had a big root chakra issue at that time, and the very first one I bought was Green Adventurine, and my root chakra issue was so bad that it would often flare up and my back would start to hurt. And I knew that from my doctor telling me that it wasn't a physical thing, that it was a spiritual thing. So I had been doing different things to heal it, using garnet crystals and different things to heal it, but every so often it would still flare up. And when I got that first yoni egg, I never had a problem with it ever again. And I was just so in love with it. And I was like, wow, I, I got to have I gotta, gotta have more of these. I got to have them. I just got to have them. And in the meantime, the person that sold me the first one, she and I were no longer in contact in sister business anymore. And so I was like, well, darn it, I can't get them from her. I got to get them. Where am I going to get my yoni eggs from? So I just researched. I researched and I found out where they were coming from, and I started buying them for myself. <laughs> And the more I was talking about them, the more my clients and my friends and my family was like, what is that? You know, what is it? What does it do? And I just started talking about them. And just from talking about them, other women wanted to try them, and I ended up selling them. It was wow. crazy. It just happened. Can it I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, these, so these, are, are these polished stones, and do, they don't just fall out? <laughs> Yes, they are definitely, they're polished, they're very smooth, they're very shiny. No, they typically don't fall out. This is the thing about the egg. The egg stays inside of you. Once you put it in, it stays inside of you as long as the egg wants to stay inside of you. Typically the reason why you got it, whatever the reason is that you um, chose to, to get the egg in the first place, the egg will go inside of you and it will start to work. And when it's done working, it will come down. So they oh, typically really? don't fall out. They typically just wow. stay inside of you. And they they don't come down until you go to the bathroom. As long as you're, like, laying down, walking around, doing stuff, it stays inside of your body. And if you do Kegel exercises while you have it inside of your body, that helps to tighten and strengthen your pelvic floor and all that area that's in there. So wow. that's why I was, telling, I was telling you guys a little bit earlier that you work your way down. So if you go from a medium down to the small, you can actually get your, your, your Yanni really, you know, really tight and really powerful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. You can really strengthen up that muscle. So it's really wow. a very positive thing. I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask is, 
Is Sherry on the line of Mind, yes, Body, and Soul Connection? Yes, I am. Oh, Breeden's got it. I, mean, I just wanted Peace to everyone. check in because I was, you know, hoping that you could join us this evening as well. Do you have anything um, you want to ask or say regarding the Yoni Egg? Um, yes. The Yoni Egg sounds like something that I heard of that the um, Asian Jews, that they put inside themselves. And it's like Hold on one second. So, um, I'm not sure someone has to turn down their computers because we're getting a lot of background noise. Also, I hear maybe someone with their children in the background. I want to let you know that we can kind of hear you, and it's it's coming through in the show. So you can put yourself on mute. I don't want to go through the painstaking process of muting everyone. Okay, well, it looks like I'm, I may have to go through the process of muting out everyone and we just go down the line taking comments because uh, let me see if I can see here maybe. Uh, well, no, it's got a little quiet now. Okay, we'll go back. Um, you were saying, Sherry? Oh, yeah, it reminds me, it sounds similar to what I hear Asian women use um, when they are trying to strengthen the um, the Kegel muscles as well yes. as, um, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, um, they also have, like, orgasms and things like that with them. Um, but these um, that yeah. I heard of are um, metal balls. Is that the same thing that you're talking about? No, oh, the they're Benoit. different. Okay. Yeah, Are you familiar with different. what I'm talking about? I've seen them before. I've come across them before, but I've never worked with them. Okay. Okay. So um, those are Benoit. Um, yes, also, I wanted to ask, real quickly, I wanted to ask your information. Um, uh, yeah, because I could invite you on a future show because I have sure. a show as well. <laughs> no problem. Sure. Um, my, again, my name is Queen Offset Haru. Offset is spelled A-U-S-E-T, Haru, H-E-R-U. And you can contact me on Facebook, and you can contact me directly on my home. Um, my uh, business phone is 215 215-6681-7751. Okay, do you have a show on the, on Blog Talk Radio as well? No, I don't do a show. Oh, okay. So no. that's 215-681-7751? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're very welcome. Sherry, we're going to be getting back to you in a little while because you did a show yesterday on wearing the armor of God. Right. Am I correct? Yes. How to put okay. on the armor of I'm God gonna for... T- Protection, the fine protection. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. And I want to tie that into everything that's going on. I I want you guys to know that although we touch on so many different various topics, they're all tied in. Because now yes. think of this, because my mind is always creating and conjuring, even when I'm not in the physical uh, process of doing a ritual. So while Queen Osset is talking about the eggs and how they work, I'm thinking about stones for protection. I'm thinking about women who have been violated, raped, or molested. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you want to hear. Yeah. I'm thinking what type of yoni egg would you use in okay. that process? I'm thinking about me ordering eggs for my clients 
And okay. on top of what Queen Orset does, I throw some magic on her as well, and then my clients yes. sit and they put their personal energy and wishes and infuse that yes. into the egg, yes. and then they proceed to you that your mind has to always be working as a practitioner, as a spiritualist. Yes. Do you know that we are only limited by our own mindset? So if you open yes. your mind and you think about it, you can work all types of magic through different venues. Queen Orset is offering us her Joni Edge that she enchants with her spirit and her energy, as well as using elements, magical elements around us. Once you get your egg, along with her counseling, you invoke your spirit and your energy into your egg. Only you know the untapped potential that lives within you. So I want you to think like that. We are always conjuring. We are always creating. I, I fancy myself as, and I really do love it, as a clone. A lot of people are like, oh, no, you're not a clone. No, believe me, I'm a clone. This doing the show and speaking out <laughs> on this level is new to me. But I love it. It's rewarding because you are all so positive. You come to the show every week with different dynamics, and we share and we learn, so it's wonderful. But I want you to know, when you spend so much time to yourself, you start to develop a system of where your mind is working in a certain way via no interruption. So you don't have, like, a lot of outside influence coming in. So in, in the solitude, you can kind of build yourself up and learn your capabilities. You know, so when we finally do come together like this venue, for me it's exciting and it's invigorating because you can get too caught up in your own solitary confinement, so to say. And listening to Queen on set, another practitioner, is just wonderful. And I hope all you magical creatures online tonight feel the same way. You see, you're not alone. You're not alone. And, and there are many of us out there. And we have to start to reach out and connect, and we have to build sort of this magical matrix, I like to refer to it as. You know, because things are very dire right now. There's a lot of things going on. But back to the young age, so I'm thinking I had so many clients recently who have been injured sexually. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, you know, um, one of the things I tell people, one of my favorite shows is Ayala Fix My Life. And I love the show for a number of different reasons, but one of the things that she always tells people is that you have to do the work. And my charge in life, my calling this time, is to help people, explain to people what their work is and help them to figure out what that work is to do. Because a lot of times people just don't know what is the work. They'll be willing to do it, but they don't know what they need to do. So in the case of somebody who has sexual abuse, I would be coming at them to do the work. And what is that work? So working with the yoni eggs, working with a therapist, a sexual, you know, somebody who specializes in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, this um, is for sure. Getting, this, yeah, you know, but, getting. You know, um, to this. Sure. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, while we're working, I'll be trying to shift out. 
what's going on where because um, uh, it sounds like you okay. got a co-show going on here. Yeah, right. It sounds like my, sounds like my show. Right. So <laughs> I don't know if you're listening, if you can hear us, but we can hear you, and we hear the children. I love the children. However, uh, we don't need to hear that this evening right now. So if you can mute yourself, because I have so many callers, I really don't want to mute everybody. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to. Wow, I don't even know where to begin here. Ian, yeah, do you have any recommendations? You're the queen of the motherboard here. Yes, I, I believe that everyone should put their stuff on mute until they're ready to talk. Because everybody's lying. So, I mean, obviously you know. Okay. You know what I'm thinking? What if I mute everybody? Because this will take a minute. If I mute everybody and take everyone off, I'll, and, and okay. as I remove the mute, I'll see who's what. Okay. No problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. So don't anyone hang out. We're just trying to weed out where the background noise is coming from. So bear with me for a couple of seconds. Okay. Please do. Well, Nadia, you know it's not me. I don't have any children. Okay. <laughs> Living at home, I should say. <laughs> I think she did it. <laughs> Can anybody hear me? Hi, Sherry. Yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay, I found them. Hold on a second. I'm going to unmute everyone. Hello. I'm unmuting. I'm still here. Bear with me. Okay. 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 I think I am. I think I did it. Okay, um, I don't know if you can hear me. We no longer hear the background noise, and I have a 903 that's muted. So 903, okay. if you wish to speak, I'm getting... Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> oh, I, I tried, everybody. I don't know. I, I thought I did it, but it's bad. So. Sometimes it's a crossing of the it's a what, Sherry? Sometimes it's a crossing of the lines. Okay. Maybe that's yeah, what we have going on. Someone probably needs to hang up. Um, now, really quick, I wanted to bring something up with you guys. I hope everybody got all the information that they needed. Clean on set, hopefully you can stay with us for the rest of the show. Um, yes. Because um, I wanted to bring up 
a topic, and I'm pretty sure you would have some insight um, as to, I've been noticing that there is quite a bit of racism going on in the spiritual realm or among spiritual practitioners, which totally boggles my mind because I don't understand how you can walk with the spirit of healing and nurturing and yet find yourself discriminating against someone because of the color of their skin. Very strange to me. And what made this really sit heavy on my heart is I'm part of quite a few groups on Facebook. Um, Queen of Set, what said I know that you are as well, as far as the groups yeah. for witches and practitioners. Yes. I started to notice a disturbing trend, which is a lot of these groups do not seem to display diversity. Yeah. Okay? So mm-hmm. as I'm sifting through comments and posts and blogs, I don't see anyone of color. So I was like, you know, okay, well, maybe I'm just, you know, projecting there, seeing something where it's not. But I started to notice as I would attempt to interact with these groups, I would be ignored, almost as if I'm not there, which I thought was weird because my thing is why even accept my request to join the group if you feel that way. Yeah. So I have to do some meditating and praying on that one. And I came to the conclusion, several things Spirit revealed to me. One, with a lot of these groups, these covers, especially of a European origin, to join these groups, you have to bring what they call a sacrificial person with you. Okay? And that consists of something like... um when they say trying to take someone's ashe, their power. And we spoke yeah. on this last week on the last show. So, okay, that was one red flag that went up with me. Then I started to notice how they would fudge over the origin of certain deities because they derived from an African origin. Yeah. So I, that's another telltale sign of a racist people. If yeah. you cannot embrace, that's like me um, acknowledging the deity, the goddess Kuan Yin, but I say she comes from Ireland. Yeah. Why would I say that when we know that she's not from Ireland? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So when somebody wants to change the identity, and guess what? Christians, if you're on the line, take note of that as well. Because if somebody wants to tell you that your prophet, your Messiah, is anything but of African origin, I'm talking about just geographically, you need to question that. Now, we as people, we tend to take images and make them in our likeness so that we can identify. That's not what I'm talking about. I know when somebody's doing it for that reason. But when you lie, about the name, the origin, the power base of something, then I have to know that you may not be somebody that I want to be in touch with spiritually as a guide because you're delusional, either by choice or unbeknownst to you. Okay? So here we have these groups of Wiccans 
uh, uh, whatever you want to call themselves, pagans, whatever. I take on all the names because to me they're funny. They're just the name anyway. But, you know, the, the names are not as ancient as the craft, so you, you always know you're more than the title of what you call yourself. But anyway, so I'm looking at these groups. I never have a problem sharing or embracing something if it's positive and it works for me, right? But I noticed another, another sign of the racist. They can't even acknowledge the truth and the power in something because they have a problem with the complexion bringing it to the table or making the knowledge known. And I wonder, where does that leave us? Because we don't want to enjoin them in their ignorance. But at the same time, do you want to patronize or promote something that's lopsided or tainted, especially in the spiritual world? So I'm looking to get some feedback um, from everyone on that. It's just something, it really bothered me. I, I just, you know, I thought... How can you have one foot in and one foot out when it comes to this? How can you regard yourself as a too, and that's kind of why you can end up feeling like, um, in a way, like you don't get to have that camaraderie that they would have. Because even though they're nice to you, you know, you can tell there's that difference. And I've always been able to spot it easily because my best friend since I was young is Chinese. But being around her people, like, you can tell when they're just nice that they really do have an issue with you. And so I found it a lot. And when I find that, it's not something I really find, you know, a reason to talk about. But it does make me not want to really deal with them very much because if you don't like me for that reason, you know, there's really not much that I want to become involved with you regarding especially in this aspect. Exactly. Would you want a doctor to operate on you that has a problem with your complexion? Right, that's right. It's almost exactly. equivalent to that. When you invite someone to deal with you spiritually, to me that's even deeper than you fixing my broke toe. You're talking about my damaged soul or my, my needy spirit. Do I want you coming around and you have a disease of the heart? <laughs> you know, Queen of Set, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I've been in a lot of different groups, and I've left like over half of them. And what I've come to find in the some of the groups, the ones you're talking about specifically, I just leave. I, I think that this is the thing. We have to begin to create our own covens. We have to create. I started my right, own coven. Right. I have the coven of all set, and there are four members in my coven right now, and we're recruiting up to 13, and we're going to stop at 13. And I think that that's what we need to do. We need to start our own covens, our own traditions, our own houses. That's what these people, you know, they do. So gather together sisters that are like-minded like you, you know, you know, put together some rules, you know, and do a coven. My coven isn't even in the same city. We meet on conference call and we meet on Skype and on the computer and on the phone. You know, we come together once a week for meetings. We come together for the full moon. We come together for the new moon. We come together, you know, in those kinds of ways. And we also get together every Halloween physically. 
and, you know, we have mm-hmm. sleepovers where we go to each other's houses, things like that. But my thing is that we have to start to do our own traditions. We've got to do our own thing. And when you find people that are like-minded, then you, you know, you create your own circle and do your own thing. Right. Um, Sherry, do you have any input on that? <laughs> Sherry? Yes. Uh, uh, I, I couldn't hear you at first. I mean, I, um, smart thing to do. My, my, first of all, I understand that Lucy, Vicky, Vicky's not ready. I can't. Somebody is having a straight-up conversation. Gosh, I would be crazy. But, oh, no. oh, boy. Anyway, Queen, let me just say this, that okay. uh, if people come out of a racist um, kind of action and a covet, they have not um, ascended. Anyone that's coming out of racism, they haven't really learned what the message yes. is for this world. I hear it. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly that you have to break away from them. And there's quite a few African American Wiccan groups on Facebook. Uh, I belong to one Black witchcraft run by Iyalosha Omi Ade Atunde. She's um, very positive. She's written three books. And I love her energy. She's a young young sister, too. And I think that you have to be mindful that race is not a factor in this day and age for people to deal on a humanistic healing level. And if they do, they're not for anybody but themselves. And they're yeah. trying to keep the same 20th century bully, aggression, greed, and all of that stuff. And it's just not going to work. It's not going to manifest what they want. But you've got to be the person to say, you know, this is not for me. Um, this racism, that shows that they haven't evolved. So how much is their magic going to affect anything else? But I think that that's true of anything. If you are in this particular, you know, um, spiritual work and you're hateful in any way, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. If it's race, if it's class, if it's gender, if it's sexuality, if you're hateful in any kind of way, it's a problem. And I, I have um, a number of people I come across that are in some of the African-American groups, and they're not so much, I wouldn't say racist, but I would say prejudiced and a lot of different right. ways towards a lot of different kinds of people, and that energy is bad, too. Um, I've left a lot of black groups for the same reason. I left the, one of the Wiccan groups not too long ago for the same reason, like just a lot of dark, nasty, negative, hateful energy. And that's not <laughs> – you don't want to do that across the board. If you're hateful to any exactly. group of people, then you really have to work on that bitterness. I don't even, it doesn't yeah. matter what has happened, what you feel, it's against your religion, whatever. Whatever you feel, you have to work through that bitterness and release that because you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. It's time to evolve now. We're in a time um, where I would like to say the odds are in our favor. 
if you should choose to evolve. And, of course, the light goes for those who want to de-evolve. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's being conscious of all things and all people and what's going on around us. I feel like there are a lot of people that make themselves present in certain groups to be a disruptor. They want to disrupt the flow of positive energy and healing and work that's being done. You know, but you have so you to, have as to, a moderator, watch that. You know, as the person that's yes. running a group, your admin, you got to watch that. Like, I have a group, the um, the Moon Goddesses group, and I'm on top of it. I, as soon as something pops off, I'm on it. A lot of these admins mm-hmm. are not watching the group. So all kind of stuff goes on all day, and it just, you know, it goes un, unaddressed. You know what I mean? When you have a group, you have to be responsible for your group. I see. I one of the things I suggest is that we all um be mindful of where we lend our energy. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's not just enough that we are positive. If there's an underlining negative vibe to a group. Yes. Even though you can remain impartial, you might just want to avoid it altogether like the, like Queen said is suggesting. You know, don't even, because I had to come to that. One of the things with me is I'm very in touch with my Celtic ancestry. So Mm -hmm. I get drawn to a lot of groups where, of course, I'm the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. And and it became very hurtful to me because even though I have this Celtic ancestry, unfortunately, I'm not the complexion for the protection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I can't mm-hmm. just be rolling up in a group like, hey, I see you. You know, yeah. hey, my druid brother, I'm feeling you. They're not trying to hear that. Yeah. You know, no, so I not. had to come they're to the not. conclusion that although I had love for my ancestry, it's not always reciprocated. So Shit. don't feel bad that you may have to yeah. sidestep certain things that you are fundamentally a part of, but unfortunately you're dealing with some ignorance. And again, like I said, there's also a flip side to it because there are several groups that have, quote, unquote, put me in the group even though I didn't even ask, and I couldn't figure out why until they started asking me certain things and doing certain things, and I was like, oh, you're trying to usurp my identity. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to take a step back and check that out for me. A couple of them even tried to get my address. And I'm like, hell no. You know, like, are people crazy? You know, so you have to be very careful. You know, and sometimes, like with all things, even with religion, we rush into it so enthusiastically. We're so excited about what we've stumbled across and what we found out about ourselves and the world and power and magic you can kind of lose sight of your common sense when it comes to your protection and guarding yourself. So these are some of the things to be aware of, you know, if you're going to be checking into these different groups or just following different uh, blogs and that type of thing, you know, kind of scope it out all together. If If you don't see a part of you anywhere in there, that may be for a reason, you know, and I, and I brought this topic up because I don't want anybody to suffer the ill feeling that I felt, you know, for a short time 
you know, for you, you might take it harder. You might be discouraged from pursuing your magic, you know, and different things like that. And I want to let you know, don't fall victim to that. You know, you just have to handle it accordingly. And you may either want to just stay away altogether, you know, if you don't feel that there is a welcoming place of peace and and fellowship there for you. You know, that's one of the so things. I'm not going to I don't dwell. Mm-hmm. I don't dwell where I'm not welcome. I don't go into situations right. around people. I don't hang around anybody that has bad energy towards me. If we, you know, I get to know somebody and then they start being jealous or acting funny, I back right off. I don't go. I don't dwell where my spirit is not honored and welcome. And that's one of the things that I think that a lot of people have a hard time with because when I've had this conversation with a lot of people and they have a hard time with that, you know, and I don't, I I go right to the curb. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, if I'm not welcome, I'm out. I don't, have, yeah. I don't try to put myself in that because it's really bad for your energy and for your spirit. You're, all you're doing mm-hmm. really is allowing yourself to be abused. You're giving people the opportunity to abuse you. You know what I mean? And Tyrese had a video not too long ago where I'm not I'm not really a big Tyrese person, but he had a video that made a lot of sense when he was talking about how you allow yourself to be abused by people. You're the one who's in control right. if you get abused or not. If you're grown and you're able to get away, you need to get away. Yeah. You see? Especially so that's one of the grown. things. Mm-hmm. Now, Sherry, that's kind of connected to what... You did on your show regarding arming yourself against certain things. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that, yes. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. And, you know, it's like what we were talking about, that it's an individual thing. You know, everyone has their own way in which they armor themselves. But um, like Ia brought out, is that you have to first have a connection with yourself. You have a have a connection with the divine with God. And I think that's key and that's what's missing with most people is that they don't even know what that means. Because um they're so indoctrinated with religion and just, you know, their family dynamics and their influ- worldly influences that they don't understand that that's a personal intimate relationship that you should have with the creator. And the only way that you can do that is by, you know, of course, you have to act like a child by asking the right questions and put them to the test. Put whatever you believe that energy to be, God, um, Mother Earth, Spirit, whatever you call it, put it to the test. And, you know, once you're able to do that, then you are able to develop discernment because then you're aware of your surroundings and you're able to pick up energy, like Nancy brought out yesterday as well. You know, you walk into a room and you wonder why you're feeling so heavy. It's because of what you walked into. And so, you know, it's just very important to guard yourself because the enemy comes from all different angles, even from the people, the best of people. You know, and I said that the greatest enemy is the enemy of self. And we have the biggest devil right up inside of ourselves. And if we conquer that demon, we can conquer all the rest of them because the rest of them have no power over us. We can wrap them around our finger like a string and be like, oh, yeah, I got you. I know where you at, <laughs> you know. So it's a, it's a matter of slaying that devil 
by the head. You have to cut off the head, you know, and it might come from right up inside of yourself. And can you expand on that a little bit, Sherry? Because, you know, maybe people don't understand the term. I understand what you're saying, but maybe others don't understand the term and how you're speaking when you say devil. Oh, meaning like the lower self, the ego, the part of you that, um, you know, that comes to stop growth and development and that always looks to find fault, you know, instead of... um, seeing the best in, in situations and in things, and the person that's always stop, trying to stop your progress because of what you've been told or what you've believed in the past that's holding you back. You know, I get a lot of calls. When people call me to do readings, um, I can, one of the first things I can detect is whether or not they're receptive to the reading. Because everyone that asks for a reading does not always want a reading for some odd reason. They're kind of calling for you to either placate them or, you know, lie to them almost to reassure their own delusions, you know, or things that they have going on in them. So some, one of the first things that I receive from a person is whether or not they truly want this reading. Do they really want to hear what's going on? The second thing is, more than more than less, half of the time, the problem is the person, not some outside force. So a lot of people are like, am I cursed? Uh, is this going on? Is that going on? Is this person cheating on me? Is this person doing that? And you have to kind of be diplomatic and figure out how you're going to word to the person. You're cheating on yourself. Always. You know, or you're lying to yourself. You're deceiving yourself. You're abusing yourself. And a lot of times I find that people do that unbeknownst to them. They they have a, a way of seeking out situations that is not conducive to their overall well-being, be it mental, physical, financial, spiritual. You know, they always say that we're our worst critics. That self-accusing spirit is the worst spirit to deal with because it can be so hard, you know, and at the same time it can be blind. So it's all about, I think, again, trying to find that balance, you know, and then from there protecting yourself, which sometimes might be from yourself. You know, and I know that sounds really ironic, like, but, you know, but... You know, the first the first thing that we should always address, especially as spiritualists, because we have the power to invoke so many different things, not only for ourselves, for our environment, friends and family, those around us, we should always stop, pause, and assess where we're at mentally and physically and spiritually so as to not contaminate the situation. You know what I'm saying? And... When you're doing certain things, it's always going to be your rituals, whether you're working with certain tools. Um, everything has an energy to it. So you want to make sure there's a harmony there, you know, when you're getting ready to engage that object. When I work with plants, when I work with the trees and the earth, I talk to it. I get its permission. I acknowledge it. I pay it respect. 
you know, and things like that. And I know to a lot of people that may sound very silly, but if you really believe that there's power in these things, then you have to have some respect there. That's right. And it's it's the same. I do the same when it comes to my writing, you know. When I'm experiencing a block in my writing, I understand, okay, there's some resistance there. And wherever there's resistance, there's a block. So that means I have to get back, I have to get connected again, reconnect to the source. And once I'm able to reconnect to the source, the flow comes back. Um, Queen, that spoke on that as far as how the yoni age work. Am I correct? Um, As far as uh, um, acknowledging the yoni age when you use it, has an effect on yes. how well it works with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you develop a relationship with it because the first one I ever got, it kind of it sucked to my hand. It, it was like, I'm yours. You know, the energy was like telling me I'm yours. Mm-hmm. And so there is that connection automatically with it. And, you know, you asked me something earlier that I wanted to speak on because I felt as though it was important. I wanted to tell you, um, you asked me about which yoni eggs a woman who had sexual trauma could use. And I've had to deal with this issue a number of times already. And typically what I was going to say is, is that part of doing the work is that she should work with several different things. She should work with a therapist that deals with sexual trauma, she should use the, the yoni egg, um, black obsidian, and rhodonite. She should rotate those because of their properties, and they're going to be able to help her to deal with that trauma. But she also needs to be able to talk to somebody on a therapeutic level, and also she needs to infuse herself with a great deal of spirituality. And the combination of those things, if done strongly enough over time, will help her to be able to heal. And she needs to understand that it's a process, and it's not like, you know, somebody, one of the things about magic is, is that people don't, the difference between TV magic and real life magic is that a lot of things mm-hmm. are a process. On TV magic, it's instantaneous. You, you wiggle your nose and it's there. In real life magic, it's a process. You draw the vibration towards you. So she's working with those vibrations of emotional healing. She's going to heal eventually, but she's a keep on working on it. I say. And that's a big one. I have a lot of women who come to me because of sexual trauma, so I deal with that a lot. I give them readings, help them with their eggs, you know, help them get into, you know, some kind of therapeutic situation, start to express themselves in some kind of spiritual way or creative kind of way. Um, that's a, a long process, but it can be, it can be, it can be done. It's just that um, so many of us have experienced trauma in that kind of way and don't address it, don't talk about it. Um, I know people who don't remember, they blocked it out, you know, things along those lines. But it's one of them kind of things that needs to be healed along with other kinds of emotional wounds. Um, we we spent, you know, and it was well spent time we talked mm-hmm. about so many different things that I didn't get around to. Sometimes I do readings on the show, and I didn't really get to do them this evening. And I want you guys to know that... Um, you know, we I'll be getting back to that next week. I don't want you to think I stopped doing it. It's just that spirit led me in a direction this week as far as um, introducing uh, Queen Orset to you listeners of the show. And um, as far as with the Yoni eggs, I picked up a lot of energy as far as 
uh, sisters that need healing. And, and this is a way for you to unblock certain things that are going on. You know, and I, I have access to a lot of sisters online who are dealing with the yoni eggs. However, I felt Queen Offset was the best example that I've come in contact with because she overall addresses every aspect of the yoni eggs and how it can be used, as well, again, as providing that positive energy and guidance to go along with it. So I wanted you guys to know that I did have a couple of protection spells that I was going to share with you, but, again, we, you know, time went so far on, and I really appreciate that the energy that comes into the show, and I know that it runs over its allotted time because people are being positive and they're sharing and they're engaging in the topic, you know, but we get kind of off track and I don't get to address everything that we had planned out. So the protection of ritual, as well as the readings that I had uh, put aside for this evening, I'll be doing next week. Or maybe I'll get with uh, Mother Queen Mother Ia, if it's possible, and we can discuss doing a show before Thursday. I might just dedicate that show to nothing but spells and readings. What do you think? Uh, if that's what you want to do, that's what we can do. I just want to say one thing. Today is Nikkei Wajo her birthday, and I want to wish her happy birthday. That's yes, the Queen yes, Mother that came and and spoke about her um her daughter and I want to uh send her love and light on her birthday and yes, uh, pray that all goes well for her and that she's able to join us on one of these shows because she's all the way in um California time and I know it's not always possible for her to get on the show, but I want to do. I do want to wish her a happy birthday. And sometimes you see her on Facebook, just Nico or Nico Ahue Wajo, and she is such a beautiful sister. So I want to acknowledge. Yes, she is always positive, always sending out love and light. Okay. Okay. Um. This has just been a deep show for me because as I listen to everyone speak and I've been listening to Queen Orsett, you know, I'm always, as an empath, I'm always receiving. So those of you that are on the line with us but you haven't spoken up, I hear your questions, you know, and, and I feel your energy. And I don't know why, but this evening is such um there's such a, a great amount of suffering this evening. So a lot of trouble going on with everyone. And I just want to say to you that I know your year didn't start off a certain way, meaning the crisis that you're encountering now, that wasn't exactly how the year started off. The year started off very rambunctious and exciting and, and promising. And I want you to know that all of those elements to the new year are still there. I think that maybe, um, besides the planetary alignments and things of that nature, the moon phase, that, yes, um, we're all going through certain trials and tribulations that seem a little bit excessive 
because they haven't been that way as of lately. And with a lot of those type of things, you know, I think that stuff happens. It's almost like the wave breaking before the calm. So it's kind of like if you can get through this crisis that you're going through, and it's like I'm doing a a room reading right now because a lot of you fall into the same category as far as the stress that you're under. So bear with me if you want to know where I'm going with this. I'm picking up the sickness. I pick up the relationship issues. I pick up the self-esteem issues. I'm picking up the fear regarding magic. A lot of you are in this room right now, and you're kind of scared of what it is we're talking about. You're scared of your power and your ability to invoke and others' ability to invoke. I'm picking up all these different things, and I want you to know if you can persevere through this phase that you're going through, that it's going to be so beneficial to you because, again, I tell you this is the year of manifestation. This is the year to reap your harvest, all of your hard work that you've been doing in the past. This is when everything is going to manifest itself. So, of course, you're going to see different things. Know that the intensity of how you're affected is 100% contingent upon your perception of what is going on. So if you're sitting around and you're wallowing or you're feeling like you're cursed or what was me, then you can think in it. You have to know that you're being shown certain things so that you can evolve past it, be it a relationship, be it financial debt, be it the instability in different ventures that you're involved in right now. It's not a time to give up. It's just a time to, to take note and make adjustments. Okay, that's kind of like the best I can do for you this evening. It's, it's a little overwhelming for me sometimes because I get hit with everybody's thoughts and feelings at once, you know, and at this, because we have such a short period of time, I can't address all of you individually. But not only that, some of the things going on with people are not meant to be addressed via the radio show. It's a private thing. So I'm going to also give you my information in case you don't have it. Um, it's, I can be reached through Facebook. I can be reached via the Yoruba House of Worship. I can also be reached through Nadia Amunet Hotep Clayhart. So that's N-A-D-I-A. Amunet is A-M-U-N-E-T. The next is Hotep, H-O-T-E-T. Lastly is Clayhar, C-L-A-H-A-R. And like um, Queen Orset, I am also a healer. I also do oils. I also do readings and cleansings and tarot and just a, a plethora of things. It just depends on what your specific needs are. Um, also, we have on the line Sherry who is the author of the show Mind, Body, and Soul Connections, and she does life coaching. So I'm going to give you an opportunity, Sherry, to share your information. Yes. Um, I have a show, as Nidea said, Mind, Body, and Soul Connections, and I do one-on-one coaching as well as group coaching. And basically, um, my area of concentration is helping people to do the inner work. 
and within a very short period of time of talking with you, I know exactly where you are in your development, and I know exactly what um, steps you need to take to, if you're willing, to evolve to the next level. So that show particularly is a show that deals with everything from your mind, your body, and your soul. We deal with all kinds of topics, and you can check out that show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sherry, S-H-E-R-I-E, Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S. And we have a show every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. And if you don't get a chance to listen to the show, you can check out the archives. And thank you for that, idea. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. And I just want to say that Sherry is going to be a guest on yes. Yoruba House of Worship's yes. Hour of Power this Sunday at 8 p.m. Yes, Tune I'm in excited. to Blog Talk Radio. I'm and very excited about us. that. Yes, Queen Mother for Real. So we're Blog Talk forward slash Queen Mother for Real. And I feel like everyone who's a part of our process is That's right. a, a Queen Mother for Real. That's right. So we all are queen mothers, and we're bringing in the spirit of love to all the people that need us. And that's what it's all about. It's about love. That's right. I wanted to ask, is Chastity on the line? I'm not sure if she's still on the line, but is Chastity, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, queen, can you please share because you just recently initiated a group for the goddesses on Facebook, and I know that um, it's a select few. Can you just tell them the name real quick, uh, the group? Uh, are you talking about the Lower Lounge? Yes. Yes. Even though Lower it's by Lounge. invite because, you know. Okay, the Lower Lounge. We only have a couple of seconds. We're going to get cut off. Ian, do we get cut off? Hearing it, or it's just the computer? Just the I'm computer here. get cut off. We'll still be on. People can hear oh, it okay. at the archives. Okay. Oh, okay. So it, it's, it's the show going to continue, even though you won't be able to hear it via the computer anymore, but if you're a calling, you'll still be able to um, interact. I'm just trying to get everybody's information out there because, once again, like I said, um, there needs to be a network of healers and a diversity yes. amongst us, and it needs to be available to those that are seeking it. I'm not big on schools of mystery teachings, um, so when it comes to anything that is beneficial to the individual, to helping them on their journey to evolution and peace and harmony and love, I don't think it should be on the basis of you being initiated. Right. So... um. That's why I'm putting so much emphasis on this show into um, having everyone's information available. So, Chastity, that group is called the Lower Lounge. Yes. Okay. Now, Queen Orset, you have, is it, I think you have more than one group, don't you? You have the Moon Goddesses and another one? I have um, the Moon Goddesses group, but it's a private group. So you have to know somebody okay. that's already in the group, and they can invite you in. 
um, or you can hit me up directly, and I can I invite you in myself. And I also have the coven, but the coven is um, just us, just those of us who are in the coven. But we are still recruiting. We are looking for nine other members. And what we're looking for is um, nine other serious-minded, serious – it doesn't really matter um, what particular spiritual system they're in. It just matters that we're all what we call in the community light workers. So we all do positive healing, uplifting, angel magic, things along those lines. So anybody who's along those lines, doesn't matter what tradition they come from, is welcome to also contact me, and I will put forth a uh, application. We have a covenant application. So I wanted to also let the sisters know that we have been looking for, um, like I said, we want, to, we want 13 all together. And right now it's just mm-hmm. the four of us, which is actually pretty wonderful. It's a cute, intimate um, group. But we're looking to expand. And um, the thing about the coven is, with anybody's coven, you guys, those of you who choose to even start your own coven will find this. The thing about it is finding people who are serious, yeah, people who are mm-hmm. dedicated to their, you know, dedicated to doing their doing the work. We do spiritual work yeah. every day. You know, we do, you know, every yeah. day we have an activity, you know, we do, you know, spiritual work together. And that's been one of our issues. I've had to put several people out of the coven. And some of the mm-hmm. times that was the issue. They weren't doing the work. And it was like, we're not here to entertain you. This isn't a, you know, a con- this isn't a spectator exactly. sport. It's You're not supposed a to be here to grow. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're not knitting. And unfortunately, this is not the knitting club. Mm-hmm. And or a social club, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um, I, we we ran into that problem with the number of people who uh, wanted a social club or people who didn't want to do the activities we were doing or just little silly stuff. And it's just like you know, it's a sisterhood. So if you're ready for a sisterhood, um, you may want to get with me and discuss the coven of all set. I uh, actually had a coven here in Georgia. Oh, fabulous. And um, I had to temporarily disband it because I needed the sisters in the group to think about um, the seriousness of it. They were coming from different religious backgrounds, and they kind of brought that with them to the coven, which is fine unless it's a hindrance to the overall productivity of the group. And I found that they wanted me to sort of be like their bishop or their reverend. And I was trying to tell them, no, I'm not trying to indoctrinate you. I do not want, like, I'm not trying to uh, put something in you. This group is about bringing out what is already in you. So, you know, it was just a little bit for me. It was a little bit too much where I had to continue to initiate, like you said, like, did everyone do their prote- protection rituals? Um, <laughs> what are we going to be doing mm-hmm. collectively? It seemed like they wanted to use the group because they acknowledged the group as far as the power was there, the power to heal, the power to draw money and uh, love, not so much love because, you know, everybody knows how I stand on that. You can't magically manifest love, but to create a conducive environment for love to come into your life things of that nature. So when it came to that, everybody was gung-ho. But, when it, you know, when it came down to doing the work, it was not, I noticed it wasn't taken seriously. You know, and my thing was, when you're ready 
to really respect this craft and learn this craft as opposed to being taught it. I want to be in a, in a company of individuals who want to learn, not just sit and be indoctrinated. You know, I want people that are thinking and feeling for themselves, you know, and can get past petty uh, disagreements and just all that. And this all comes from, once again, me saying I'm a crone. See, I'm not used to that. I'm a solitary practitioner. So when I felt compelled to bring and create a, a circle of power amongst the sisters that I knew, um, I didn't anticipate there's a lot that goes with that, which Kuno said, I'm sure you, as the head of your coven, the high priestess of your coven, you know that. Like you said, you you become almost like the guardian of the group, you know, and that, I, I realized that wasn't really yeah. a responsibility that I wanted to take on simply because when I do something, I give 110% of myself. I can't do that with individuals that are only giving thirty percent of themselves. Oh, you know, so it's something to be taken very seriously when you want to enter into a circle of power with your sisters or your brothers. Yes, it is. However, you choose to do it, you can make everybody vulnerable. I used to tell a group, "Listen, I need you to do a cleansing and a prayer before you come to the circle, so as to not bring any contaminants with you." Let's yeah. have our mind and our right, you know, our mind and our spirit in a good place, blah, blah, blah. I didn't like feeling like I was pulling teeth. I shouldn't have to pull teeth for you to do something that's good for you. I agree. So that let me know <laughs> that agree. they weren't, yeah. So, you know, that let me know they weren't ready. When you're ready, you'll, you'll come with your stuff together, ready to do some work and have some fun, you know, and things of that nature. But until then, you know, don't show up like the, you know I'm missing my show, right? Really? <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, well, I'll tell you what. You go catch your show, and I'll catch you later. <laughs> because this is my spirit here. We're not playing any games. So mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to step away from this, you know. And I had closed myself off to the thought of being in any other group or coven. Um, because of those those factors, but everything happens for a reason because even just listening to you, it lets me know that there are individuals that can function together in a positive manner to bring about beautiful and wonderful things. But you know something you know? I, I must say, I, I taught high school for a long time, and running the coven reminds me a lot of doing a high school class. It really does. As the leader of the coven, you do have a lot of stuff like that to deal with. You do pull a lot of teeth. You do motivate a lot, you know. Um, there are times when i got to, you know, remind them, like, you know, come on, come on, guys. So there is a lot of that energy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But as the leader, as the leader of the coven, you do have to bring a lot of that. Hmm. A lot of that. Sherry, are and you still also, with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. And you also have to do a lot of like, um, like you got you got to be on top of things. And sometimes, like I told you, I've had to put people out. I've had nonsense go on, and I'm just like, no. Do yeah. you have to be that disciplinarian sometimes too, and um, try yeah. to do that in a fair way? 
So there is a lot to it. It's not just, oh, we're going to come together and bake pies and, and do magic. It's a lot to it, especially if you are the leader. And sometimes it's overwhelming at times. But you ought to keep going back to why are you doing it. I do the coven as a gift to Offset. It is my gift to her. Women who are healing themselves and doing the work, and, you know, then I'm hopefully they'll go and help other people do the same thing. So that's my gift to mm-hmm. her. So a lot of times when it does become overwhelming or I'm like, dang, these, oh, my goodness, they ain't do their assignment yet, I'm just like, like exasperated that I remember why I'm doing this. It's not my ego. Mm-hmm. It's not to look good in front of other people. You know, it's a, my gift to offset, period. And once you, you know, kind of I hold that in my mind, and that's like, yeah, that's this is what you're doing. So sometimes you're correct. It is going to be um, a daunting task at times. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Sherry, the reason I asked you if you were there is because I'm listening to Queen on set, and I'm remembering when, um, before I had the show, I used to always just call in your show, and you, as well as uh, Queen Mother Ear, kept telling me I needed to have a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, mm-hmm. I was just laughing to myself, thinking about why you so always tell you no, <laughs> which is uh, similar. If you could share that, because it's so similar to what we're talking <laughs> about right now with the covenant. Well, well, because the thing about it is, Nadir has a humorous way of conveying concepts, and. A lot of people might not take well to her antics, and I told her how that's what makes the show exciting is when you bring that element to it because we're not all supposed to agree with everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's an individual, and we all have um, our own unique ways of expressing and doing things. So that's what makes it even more compelling is to have a show like that, if anything, that's the kind of show that you want to have. I said, I'd definitely be on that show. I want to hear you say some stuff to people, and I'll be in the background cracking up, but being like at the same time, she's saying the truth. She's speaking the truth. But what I like about the way that she says her truth is that she's raw in the way that she says it, and she doesn't even know it. <laughs> she's just being an idea, but not knowing that she's funny at the same time. She reminds me of her mother. <laughs> See, but my thing with that too, Sherry, I used to be apprehensive to having a show because I felt you dealt with so many shenanigans. Uh Uh-huh. And I would think to myself, I couldn't be a diplomatic radio show host because I would probably say some offensive stuff. Right, right. You know, like you always keep that neutral ground. Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) You know, and I don't know if I always have that diplomacy and see for me, Queen on set, even like with dealing with the coven, I used to worry like, you know, it's times you have to sugarcoat something or kind of water down what you're saying because you don't want to sting the person. You just want to kind of convey what's going on. And part of me practicing in a solitary manner for so long is I had thought I lost touch with that aspect of myself. Like I didn't want to hurt anybody. I didn't, how do I tell this person Basically, you're a blood-sucking leech. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's what you're doing. I don't care what your intention is for coming to the group, but what you're doing here is you're not bringing anything and you're sucking the life out of everybody with your um, enforced misery. 
You know, like, so I decided I don't want to say that. You know, (laughs) so I'm going to step off because after a couple of weeks, I was like, you know, every time you leave this circle, my right knee isn't working. Why don't you take your broke-ass leg and go to the doctor and get a prescription or something (laughs) instead of jacking me up every week at the coven meeting? You know, well, stuff like that. Well, <laughs> like, honestly, it you was... you got to have it, the disposition for it. It was hilarious. No. When you When you come on my show and you're like that, I'm like, Nadia, don't hold back. Cause that's what I want. <laughs> I want to say I want to... I feel like a brat sometimes. Like, I'm the brat in the room, but... No, no, but like that's... It's like, but what it is is you play the other side that people aren't willing to play. That's why I like that, coming on my show, because I like to show the different angles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ladies, I want well, to say good night. It was good being on the show with you guys, but I good have to night, go. Good night, Nancy. Okay? Yeah, I got to go with you. I to all of you. Thank yes, you. Yes, I know, because we could stay all night. I want to thank everyone that came tonight and shared and received. I hope you received something useful that you can retain and put to use. Um, I know a, a lot of people didn't speak, but I heard you. I want you to know I heard you. Um, next week, I'm going to try to dedicate the show solely to receiving and responding to um, a lot of your questions. Um, again, so you have information about the Yoni egg. You have information that Queen Set or Set does a multitude of things if you want to reach out and touch her. So now you have not only me and not only uh, Queen Mother Ia and Sherry, now you have Queen Orset and what other practitioners you've uh, gotten information on, you can reach out and get some help on the things that you need, some guidance. Um, You can fellowship, whatever it is that will be beneficial to you. Now you have some options, some added options for yourself. Queen Osset, I want to thank you for taking your time. I know we took much more of your time than you probably allotted for this show. But I want to thank you for coming on in good faith, not knowing if we were nuts or not. But, you know, you came on anyway. (laughs) You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Peace and love, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Peace and love, goddesses. Peace and love next week. Same time, Thursday at 8. Sherry, Wednesday at 7. Queen Mother Ia, Sunday at what time, Queen Mother Ia? 8 o'clock. Eight okay. o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yes. And Power we want to work Sherry on Queen Orsett. Yes. I already, I already friend her, and perhaps <laughs> she, she, she'll hit me back. Um, she's marvelous, and I love her energy. And um, oh, thank you, thank you. You know, I definitely want to have you on the Hour of Power, and you know, if you want your own show, just speak up. I'm willing. Well, I'll definitely come on Hour of Power. Definitely come on Hour of Power, and I will consider a show. Um, that's a that's a very interesting consideration. I'll consider it. I will. I will. I say. The more love and light we can bring out into the public, the better for us. Never enough. Okay. Never enough. Have a safe, have a safe, peaceful evening, everyone. And again, thank you for coming out. Love and light. Love Love and light. Good night, everybody. Love and light. Good night.